I think social media really isn't social media for the sake of social media, right? It isn't to have a hundred thousand followers mm -hmm. or, you know, to just really have a, a million likes on every post. Really what it is, is to meet your business goals. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Before we jump into the podcast, this episode is sponsored by my brand new $7 offer. It's a comprehensive list of digital marketing tools. Why? So you can look smart, so you can offer the best marketing services, so you can come to the table knowing what the latest and greatest tools are, and you can run your business efficiently. It's going to make you smart, it's going to make you feel confident, and it's all in one place and you can reference it anytime. We have the tools divided by my recommended tech stack for virtual assistants. We have business tools, AI tools, marketing tools, email, websites, SEO, social media, audio and video, and graphic design. If you've ever looked at how someone else is doing it and wondered how they did it, I have that tool. I have that tool. I've been collecting them for years. They're all in one spot. Go grab it now in the show notes. Back to the podcast. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Emily Reagan, a fellow freelancer, mama four ex-Air Force wife. My husband just retired the last year, so we are shifting the identity of military spouse to retiree, which sounds so freaking old. But I fell into freelancing when we got PCS orders. I had to drop my dream job, and I just couldn't restart. I couldn't restart. Now that I had a one-year-old son, I wanted the freedom to work from home. And so I did that. I did that. I started freelancing. It picked up momentum. It was all accidentally. I didn't even know about this VA world. So you, my friend, are way ahead of the curve that you can see the online job opportunities. Maybe you're already working with clients. Maybe your business is set up and you're rocking and rolling. Either way, welcome to the show. I am so happy to have you here. We're in the middle of a content series where we're just talking about content marketing. And this really helps us figure out our services. It helps our clients hit their marketing goals when they have the right type of content out there. And part of the game for us as unicorn marketing assistants is to figure out what we love and then double down on that. We gain so much clarity by doing the work, and then there's so many possibilities to make this business unique to you. Hence, the whole unicorn thing. You are a dream hire for a client, right? Especially if you know that content well. Like, imagine if a pickleball client hired me right now to help them create pickleball content. Like, that would be the dream. That's the unicorn dream. Finding clients who are vision and mission aligned, who you feel passionate about, that you can stay behind the scenes and support and go live the rest of your life. Shut it off at five o'clock and be, be a mom, be a spouse, be a pet mama. Travel, drink, eat, have hobbies, do what you want to do, play in the church volleyball league. The whole point is that this type of business gives you the flexibility to be in control. I mean, I would love to be working from Bali, but that's not happening either. <laughs> but then we can be unicorn-esque even more. Taking it the next step further, 
with our services as we niche down and we can have different types of offers. My guest today, Linda Vogt, is a social media strategist and manager, and she started off doing social media assistant work, moved into manager, learned everything she could about social media strategy, and then became a social media manager, a strategist. She's also offering strategy sessions and audits and group coaching with small business owners well beyond the social media assistant where she started. So I think this is such an empowering story, but we're also going to dive deep into how to get the content from your clients because I think that's the hardest thing when you have the hands-off client who expects you to run their social media and is not involved. So Linda's going to share some good tips and a lot of it involves repurposing content they already have. So if you're listening to this episode and you are involved in social media or you want to get more involved, this is really going to help you. So here's Linda's official bio. She is the owner of LV Social and offers social media management strategy and consulting to small businesses. She says social media offers an amazing opportunity for small businesses to market their products and services and help communities and clients. And her passion is helping these business owners use effective strategies and offload the task of social media so they can achieve their goals. This is crazy because there's so many jobs right now. There's so many work opportunities, work from home opportunities as a social media assistant and manager. Linda's also the mom to three wild and wonderful boys. So every day is interesting and she stays up way too late reading twisty mystery novels and dreaming of places to travel and drink wine with her husband. So far, her favorite thing about working with such a wide variety of business owners is learning just a little bit about what they do and why they do it. I love that as a journalism school, as a teacher, like Linda is saying, we love learning. We love opening doors into other people's worlds and brains and being able to help them. So this is amazing. Enjoy this episode with Linda. And if you want to join Linda and I over in the Digital Marketers at Work group, the doors are now closed, but we'll accept applications and we'll let you know next time enrollment is open. Let's jump into Linda's story. Hey, Linda, welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you here in this podcasting series all about content marketing. And we are following up on repurposing content and how to get content from our clients, which is always our Achilles heel. But first, before we get started, tell everyone hello, a little bit about you. Where do you live? What does your family look like? What does your life look like? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm a big fan of you, Emily, and of your podcast. So this is like so amazing. I live in Orlando, Florida. I'm married and I have three boys, ages nine, seven, and three. So we're very busy. Um, It's very loud in my house a lot of the time, but it's a lot of fun. So when my youngest got a little bit older, I I knew that I wanted to get back into work. I had been a teacher and then a stay-at-home mom. Basically, for eight years was a teacher, eight years was a stay-at-home mom. I was ready to like you know, get back into work, get back into using my brain on a regular basis. So I, you know, I've only ever used social media for my own purposes, just, you know, to keep up with family, to follow accounts that I liked, that kind of thing. So I started seeing some of like a podcast that I liked and an Instagram account that I love advertising like, hey, who wants to apply for this kind of like VA job? And I was like, you know, I could really do that. That would be a good, you know, I can still stay home with my kids. I can still have like flexible hours, but 
you know, also I can like help one of these accounts that I really love. So I realized obviously I didn't have any background or experience or actual knowledge to apply for those jobs. But I was like, okay, I can learn this. And kind of around the same time, I had a friend who was starting her online business. And I was like, oh, hey, if you let me do your social media, I'll do it for free for like six months while I'm learning. So let me let me practice on you. And so she was like, okay, sure, that's fine. I did other other VA stuff for her as well, but helped her with her social media and helped her to grow. And then I just was like, okay, whatever I can learn about social media, I'm going to learn about that. I was like reading books, watching videos. Basically, if you were offering a free masterclass on social media at that time, I watched it because it was just like anything that I can learn, any any path that I can take to, to feel like, okay, I can go in confidently and help someone. So yeah, so that's kind of how I got started. And then I launched my business in March of 2022. So just wrapped up a year and it has been amazing. I've loved it. I can't believe how fast your timeline is too. That's amazing. Kudos to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I that is a little bit of my personality. If I decide I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I'm, I was like, you know, I really didn't want to have a hobby business. I didn't just want this to be something, oh, I do like five hours a week. I was like, I really want this to be something that I can grow into as my kids get older. I can add in more hours and I can you know, be successful. I think it was my husband when I was first starting out was like, you know, you still have like 20, 25 years of your career left. What are you going to do with it? And I was like, gosh, that is a long time. I can really use that time intentionally and grow the way that I want to grow, but I don't have to like rush, right? I can take my time. And so, yeah. I love that about you as a fellow mom. From the moment we met and we started DMing, I could tell, and you you explained this to me too, but you know, like your capacity and you're a mom first Mm -hmm. and you chose this so you could be a mom first and work in those school hours. So I think you're, you're doing amazing. Can you tell me what kind of teacher you were? I don't know if I need time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I taught elementary school. So I taught in that time, I taught second and fourth grade and then second again. Okay, cool. All right. That's like right where my kids are right now. So that's pretty fun. You have a lot of patience. I did love it. I did love it. I think just now with having kids, it's like, I mean, the amount of hours and effort that it takes to be a teacher. Yeah. And then you have to have patience at school, patience at home. That's just a lot of patience. It is. And I I mean, if I can be real with you a second, it's hard just to like get off the clock here, stop Mm -hmm. at work, stop deep brain work, and then switch into mom mode. Like I'm not always happiest. I'm like working on that too. But I get that complaint from a lot of teachers is, my kids aren't getting the best of me. And, you know, now is a season I need to focus on my own kids. And so we've had quite a few teachers come through the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School or come to us later after other training like you have and join the work group. Full disclosure, Linda's a member of our Digital Marketers Work Group. And yeah, so it's so nice. What is it about teachers that makes you guys so hireable and desirable and like good at this work? You know, I was thinking about it um, with some of the questions you asked me before this. And I was like, you know, I think one of the biggest things is, right, like I've never had a client ask me, hey, what's what's your background? What's your degree? What's your certifications? I've never had anyone ask me that. And I think the thing is, like, 
we just need to be teachable and able to learn. And right, like, I mean, isn't that what we're doing as teachers is right. I'm not just teaching you fractions, but I'm teaching you like, how do you learn? How do you learn how to do this new skill and then apply that to the next new skill? And isn't that what we're doing is like, hey, I don't know everything there is to know about social media. Of course I don't, but I can I can learn it. I can figure it out. So if there's like a different platform or a different you know, obviously there's always changes that happen. So like if there's a change that needs to happen, I can learn it, I can figure it out. So I think it's just that like I can learn and coming into it with that attitude of like, I can figure things out. I don't have to be a genius at everything all the time, but I can figure it out. And the work we do anyway is changing constantly. You will never know it all and you'll you'll never be on top of it because it will just change, right? No, because even right, if I had gotten a marketing degree, you know, 20 years ago, like what could would that do me? The whole world of social media looks completely different. So yeah. and I will tell you, as a girl with an MBA, I've taken a few marketing classes. <laughs> it was all theory. None of it explained yeah. how to do anything. So it's so funny. I was just chatting with somebody about another VA program they took, and they're like, oh yeah, and then we got the certification. And I was like, what do you do with that certification? She's like, nothing, nothing. It doesn't mean anything. And in the licensing world, the certification matters when you go out and reteach it, right? It doesn't matter in the service provider world because everybody's business is different. And it's what you just described, that ability to act on your feet and be comfortable with challenges and new things and not knowing like that's the number one soft skill, not a little dinky piece of paper that's going to be old news. Right. That was my soapbox. (laughs) Yeah. No, I totally agree. So go back to that first volunteer job because I love that story. I did that out of college, by the way. I wrote for my local newspaper and wrote several articles until they hired me. And it worked. It worked. Like they got to know and trust me and see that I was capable. And I got to do articles I actually wanted. Once they started assigning me articles, they weren't as fun. But Tell me about that volunteer because I see so many people get stuck on that like cycle of I don't have a client. I don't have experience. Client wants experience. So I feel like this is the way to bust it through. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it it was a close friend. So it wasn't like I was just offering my services to someone I didn't know. And I felt like for me, it wasn't just going to be enough to like take a course or, you know, watch a video or read a book. Like I needed to do the thing. And yeah, so it was just sort of like a, it was no risk for her because she was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I need to grow. Right. And I was like, okay, if I can help you to grow and help, you know, just myself to figure out what's going on and make sure that like, okay, I can help someone in their actual business be successful. Now you're just taking those skills and now I can just replicate that with the next client and the next client and the next client. What kind of results did you get her? Like what, what were you noticing doing that beginning work? Yeah. So we started out, she has a lot of following on Facebook. And so we started out doing a lot more like Facebook, like live sales and stuff. She sells products. So Facebook live sales and just really upping her engagement was kind of our first focus. And then once she seeing like results that she wanted on Facebook, she was like, Hey, you know what? Like I haven't even looked at my Instagram account. Let's like focus on that. So we totally just switched focus and said like, okay, we can, we can figure out the strategies for Instagram. And yeah, we 
doubled, tripled her following in like a couple of months, which for me, I'm like, I never like to tell my clients, Hey, we're going to like get this following because sometimes that doesn't really matter for your business. You don't have to have a huge following, but for her, because she's trying to sell product, the more people that she can have, you know, genuine followers following her and wanting to buy her product the better. So Oh my gosh, I love that. And I love the results you got with your friend, client, and anyone listening, your inner circle, your immediate friends and family. Somebody knows somebody with a business. So you do that indirect ask and you just ask. But I've had a bunch of our DMAs do it that way because they felt safe and secure. And I think the key was she wasn't a micromanager because she didn't really know either, right? Like she was new at it too. I think yeah. you get the client who's expecting like strategy from like a brand new VA, like that's going to be a problem. But she let you play and take ownership. And you obviously showed that you cared and you were going to do everything you can. Like you talking about like, you know, absorbing and consuming all of the extra resources just said a lot about you. So what a fun story. Yeah, yeah. So it was a great start. And then, you know, I was able to get a paying client pretty quickly after I started just off of a Facebook group. And I did more just social media management to start. So I do now offer more of a strategy piece, but I didn't offer that at first because I felt like I'm not sure that I know how to do that, but I can manage it and that you're going to tell me what you want and I can write the copy for it, make the graphics in Canva, that kind of thing. Um, so I started off there. And then as I got more confident and learned more and practiced on myself in my own account, then I felt more confident to offer those skills to other people. So, and that's something you were doing yeah. very well for your own account. If you connect with Linda over on Instagram, like you're showing up on Reels, you're putting your face out there, you're sharing educational content and you're, you're killing it. And it's so important because you're a social media manager, you need to be showing off these skills too. I just had a call with a brand new DMA yesterday and she's putting her name in for her first job. And it's so hard because she hasn't built that proof with her own account and she's also doing social. So like, that's kind of like a little bit of a problem. But anyway, we were kind of coaching her through that. But I love that example. And I also love that you're showing up on video because that's hard for a lot of people. It is hard. And honestly, just the more you do it, then you're like, it's fine. It's it's not that bad. (laughs) Yeah. I made a joke that I used to do PR and we would have these long like events and festivals. And the first day I'd be like makeup hair by like day six. Someone's like, can I pull you over for like a soundbite on camera? And I'm like, I don't care what this looks like. Like I'm over it. Like, let's just get it done. I got stuff to do. It's not going to matter as much. You're just going (laughs) to get used to it. Yes, absolutely. You'll just get used to it. (laughs) So did you get that paying client during that first six months of working or did you do the six months and then get the paying client? I did. I got my first client, yeah, somewhere in that six months. I don't remember exactly, but I feel like it was maybe like in the fourth month or something like that. I got that first client. So just kind of a random thing, but it was really helpful to to kind of just jump in and say, I can do this because absolutely I could. And then just keep going from there. So yeah, I love that. And yeah. you also were open to the opportunity when it came your way. Like you, you yeah. had the work to prepare. You were prepared. You'd proven it. So what does your business look like now? You said you're offering strategy, but how many clients do you have? And how do you juggle it as a mom? Like show us, <laughs> show us the inside of how you're set up. Sure. So I, you know, I kind of, as we said earlier, I am the like, 
the go-to parent in our household. My husband has a really intense job where he, you know, travels a lot. He has to be in the office for long hours. You know, so somebody's home with a cough, that's me, you know? So I really wanted to structure my business so that I could still do those things. So it was important to me that I'm not working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. So right now I have four like retainer clients for each month. And that's kind of, that's good for me. I'm full. And three of those are actually from your work group. So just a little plug. Yes. Nice. So, I mean, I have applied to, if they mentioned social media, I applied for it (laughs) Um, until I was able to fill out my calendar with those retainer clients. I offer just strategy sessions as well. And mostly I started offering them to my friends with businesses. So I just picked a price point that I felt like was affordable for my friends with businesses and said, hey, let me help you structure your strategy, you still manage it because, you know, maybe they don't necessarily have the budget to pay someone ongoing. Mm-hmm. And let me get this practice. And then I will get better at building strategy for small businesses. And it's actually something I still offer. And if you go on my Instagram, like I don't even have 500 followers. Like I don't have a huge following, but I was able to sell two of those last week, just the strategy sessions just from showing up on Instagram. So, you know, I don't think that social media is the end all for your business, but I do Mm -hmm. think if you can show up consistently and talk about your offers and just keep being there, you're going to get results. I really do think that. So I know that I was looking at my launch numbers just this week. I'm actually working with a copywriter this week and we were going over email stats and just to be open about it, I know like the first launch that emails like converted a lot, but this time I was looking at my stats thinking like, what happened? I mean, I've been constantly cleaning my email list, but honestly, I don't think the magic is in my email list. Like all the copywriters Mm -hmm. and business coaches say, I think my social is what made the difference. And I mean, I know you saw me, I had like a whole reels launch plan. I was showing up on social multiple times a day. And I mean, that's not something I keep up now. But it's just like opposite of what everyone is saying, because I wasn't seeing the clicks from the email. I think the staying top of mind and what you just said was like the the cincher. Like I was- Yes. When they're ready, then they'll do it. Yeah. 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 So that's cool. So, okay. I want to go ahead and get some advice for you because you've worked with so many clients and I have too. I've done a lot of this work too. And just be real about this content process and being able to create content for somebody else's business, which could be sometimes really easy when you're feeling very passionate about the topic, when you know a lot about it, like ideas are abundant, but then it can also be hard because so much of social is our business client owner needing to put their face out there. So what are some tips you have for getting that content from clients and some of like the pitfalls of it too, I guess, at the same time? Yeah. I mean, I think that is such a huge factor, right? Because we can produce content, we can make content, but often if we don't have input from our clients, it's going to be pretty generic, right? I have quite a range of clients that do all kinds of different industries that, you know, I'm not an expert in, I don't know everything, but you know, I can use chat GPT. I can Google stuff. I can find things out, but for it to be personal and meaningful for them, for their brand, for their company, you really need 
stuff from them. So I always start out in our initial strategy, trying to gather as much of what they already have as possible. Even if it's like, oh yeah, I did this blog two years ago. I don't keep it up anymore. I mean, that's going to give you insight and information. So pulling from what they have, if it's blogs, if it's, you know, old YouTube content or current, whatever, sometimes they just have marketing materials that they use like marketing videos and things like that, that they'll use like in other parts of their businesses. And you can pull from that. So for me, I think it's just from the beginning gathering as much content as you can from them. What do you already have that I can repurpose and reuse? And then I also have a once a month, 30 minute meeting where it's just a question and answer session. And, you know, I think my clients see it as the goal of like, hey, what did you like? What did you not like? What do you want to do differently? Let's talk about, you know, the stats, right? But for me, the actual purpose of that is to get them to think about their social media because they're in their business. They're not necessarily thinking about, oh, hey, I need to make a video or I need to take some photos. So getting them for 30 minutes to sit down with you and say, hey, like, what does next month look like for you? What do you have going on? What's on your calendar? Oh, you have a client meeting. Okay, so like, tell me about that client. Oh, they're a new client. Okay, what are they gonna be asking you? What are you gonna be telling them? And by the time they kind of give you all that information, you're like, okay, I have like a whole bunch of content for next month where we can just pull this together and have something that's more personal to their business rather than just something like generic off of the internet. Yeah, and I love that you must do this like the end of the month or do you do it like halfway through the month in order to set yourself up for success? Like when do you do it? Yeah, so we usually we have it at the end of the month. Okay. So I will have a content calendar built out for them and then we'll look at like basically the next two months. And if there's, you know, content then that we need to shift around because, oh, they forgot to tell me about this event or something coming up, that's totally fine. It's not, you know, to me, I can, I can shift. That's not a problem, but it's also just to get them to be aware of like what's going on. And then also to say like, okay, so if you do have an event, like, Hey, you're speaking at that. Like, who's going to take your photos for that? You know, are you going to be able to do like a video of that or, um, you know, B-roll reel is so just popular right now and really easy. So it's moved from like, I have to like lip sync something for a reel to be able to say like, you could just film yourself at that meeting or at that event. And then we can repurpose and use that reel for like a whole bunch of different things. So just getting them to be aware and to be thinking about their social media. Is my that, that is so smart. And then you start to train them to come to you with ideas and like what's happening. But I yes. love how you remind them. I've always been kind of good at that too. I'm like, I need video. I need content. And it's always so hard. And they're not always, I don't know. I don't know what the sticking point is there. I think <laughs> a lot of it's planning. Right. Right. Some of it might be like showing up. If you have newer clients who are new to social, there's always that fear, I think. Have you come across I think that so too? too. And I do, I mean, I do in full transparency, have a client who I don't know if I'm going to be able to get her there. She's just very nervous to be on video, very nervous to, to maybe do some of the things that I think she should do to grow her account, but she's like happy with how it's going. And so for me, I'm like, but if we're meeting your goals, 
even if they're not what I think your goals should be, and I yeah. think it could be better. If they're your goals and you're meeting them, then we're good. Now, yeah. if you're starting to tell me like, hey, I'd really like to, you know, be promoting this more, booking more clients here, you know, then okay, then we're gonna need to take some more steps. But yeah. I feel like my my clients' goals for their business and for their social media are the most important, not necessarily what I think you should be doing. Yeah. So I think that's the most important part. That's a good reminder. And it's so funny because at the time of recording this, the podcast that just came out yesterday, or t- I guess Tuesday, was talking about this. And yeah. I had a, a statement about somebody just saying like, I want to go, 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 but my, my client's kind of okay, small. And this is like a good frame of reference. I wish I would have mentioned that on the podcast because not everybody is like meant to have this huge eight figure, you know, Mel Robbins business. <laughs> All the reels. You know, <laughs> right. And and you know, we don't all want that. I totally yeah. get that. And and you know, you have to do I think social media really isn't social media for the sake of social media, right? It isn't to have a hundred thousand followers mm-hmm. or, you know, to just really have a, a million likes on every post. Really what it is, is to meet your business goals. So if it's, if it's helping you to reach those business goals, then what you're doing is, is good, right? So you don't have to have like a 10,000 follower goal for every client. That's just not going to be realistic and not necessarily what they want. What are some examples of uh, different goals other than follower count? Okay, so I actually never ask my clients for a follower count goal or a likes goal. We do look at those stats, but they're not what we are focused on. They're good. They let us know what's working. But really what we want to do is focus on like, okay, well, what are your actual marketing goals? What are your actual sales goals? What are those things? And then are we targeting those things. So I have a client, she just started with me and she was like launching in like a week. And so, (laughs) you know, there wasn't a ton that I could really do for her, but we did the best we could. So, you know, it's really saying like, well, what kind of numbers do you need to have in that course that you're launching? You need 10 people, you need 30 people. What do you need to have? Mm -hmm. And then how can we be as effective as possible. Now, a week doesn't give you enough time to really do anything or even see if like your social media was effective. But that is the goal that we would be setting and then we would be targeting our social media marketing just like you would with regular marketing on those actual goals. And you can track those things. I mean, I don't ever promise results, but you can track those things. You can start to see like, oh, okay, they were clicking through to the link off of this post. So that that got their interest. Okay, let's make another post like that next week to help, you know, kind of draw in that same kind of audience because now if they click it twice, they're more likely to say, okay, I'm going to buy it next. That's so smart. Yeah. And I, I always get a flag when a peer or a client talks about the follower account. And I just had somebody telling me, oh, I just want to grow a massive following on Instagram. And I just like, oh God. Like it just I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Clients do start that way sometimes where they're thinking like that's their goal is to get a lot of followers. And it's just helping them to kind of see like how that can help their business or how it's not helping their business and just kind of helping them to redirect. Yeah. Do you have have any other like red flags when it comes to social media clients? Like, I don't know, spill it. 
<laughs> red flags. I do think that is a big red flag to me. I think if a client came to me and their only goals were those, you know, vanity metrics, you know, I would just probably say, hey, I'm not the right person. I've had other people say to me things like, well, what kind of guarantees can you give me? And to me, that's kind of a red flag because I can't. You know, there's so many factors. I mean, even Instagram, like at the beginning of 2022, from the beginning of 2023, that's a huge shift in sort of like how it all works and what's going to work for your business. And there was, I think, a time for a lot of people where they're like, oh my gosh, my follower count's going down. My reels went from thousands of views to hundreds of views. What's happening? And just saying like, I can't, I can't guarantee you a viral reel or, you know, a hundred thousand followers in a year. Like those things are just not realistic. And plus there's also a whole lot of other things. I mean, maybe your actual product or your actual item that you have for sale isn't great or isn't hitting its target audience. And I am not a whole marketing manager. I am social media. (laughs) Yeah, there's so much that offers, pricing, the messaging. So I see that too. Oh, I'm glad you shared that because I would hate for somebody new to get stuck with the client that just thinks their account's going to go bananas just because they hired help. Hey, my inbox is flooded right now with referrals for digital marketing assistance. There's so many work opportunities. This is how you create a flexible schedule where you're the boss, where you work when you want to and you have off and play when you want to. This is how you have the ultimate job satisfaction where you get to be creative and a team player. And this is how you make money. It's skills, it's money, and I can help you do it fast inside the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistant School. If you've been wanting to work from home as a freelance marketer, I can help you get started. Get on the wait list and I'll see you in October. Okay, so one of the things we wanted to talk about too is getting in there. A lot of our newer freelancers start with posting, scheduling, and not necessarily creating the content. But one of the things mm-hmm. we teach them is to start taking over some of that process. And that's by repurposing old stuff. So right. let's talk about that a little bit. Like what are some best practices or or tips to help mine your client's content. And then that way they can be more hands-off and you can be more right. hands-on working to the level you're at now. Right. So like I said, I think starting out with as much off of the social media platform that you're currently using. So I mostly do Instagram and Facebook. So if they have a YouTube channel or something, that's a ton of content that I can repurpose that they don't have to recreate. Sometimes people come to you with, you know, lots of social media content on the platform that you're already using. So if you have that already, being able to go back through and see like, oh, hey, a year ago you did this like series of carousel posts and they performed so well, let's repurpose that. And maybe we're going to make it look a little, you know, fresher. We're going to you know, maybe make a couple reels based off of that content, but we're going to do the same series again. Because the thing that I always think about and always tell my clients is, do you remember what you posted two months ago? Do you? Like, no, you don't remember. And guess what? Nobody else remembers. (laughs) And there's always like fresh ways to talk about the things. So we never want to get stuck with like, oh, we always have to create new content or think of new ideas. 
I mean, you really shouldn't be. You should be repurposing and reusing because your client has the same content platform, right? They're still talking about the same things. We're just finding different ways to talk about it. So using the insights on social media to go back and look through content and see like what were the high performing things that I can redo. Obviously, we want to get the new fresh stuff in too, but do a mixture of it so that, you know, they're really crazy busy at work this week. That's cool. I can just like do all of this. You can just look it over, make sure it sounds good to you, and then we can post it. And it's not this big back and forth intense editing or they need to take a whole fresh series of photos. Love that. And I mean, that sounds like heaven to me as a business owner. Sometimes I just don't want to think about my own content and somebody giving yeah me ideas, you know, highlighting what worked, what what hit well, new ways of saying that, that is so refreshing. And we have to be repeating our messaging anyway. If we're changing it all the time, then <laughs> yeah. it's confusing. It makes me not trust the brand in general. So we have to kind of get into these like themes, right? We're all taught like these content pillars or whatever, but it's just a deeper theme that repeats. So why not repeat right. your older content? I do it not as efficiently as I would like, but like I'll go back and be like, people don't even really read the caption. So I'm just going to repurpose that. <laughs> right. Take the caption that you thought out really carefully and yes. put it in a carousel. And there yes. you go. Right? Yeah. Then tweet it and then screenshot it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Give me some insight on how you organize this. I would love that. I love talking about this like in the back end of businesses. Like if you had an old post from a year ago for a client, what does your process look like? Okay. So for me, I really like using Trello for you know, just putting the content up there. I was using Google Sheets and it just felt very messy. And I felt like my clients, that's, you know, what they always are familiar with. And I felt like, okay, I can really, really quickly teach you how to use Trello and then you can see it. So what I do is I do content for the next month, a month ahead of time. Good. So when I'm pulling their content, obviously I'm starting from, you know, whatever strategy that we had set up. And then I'll look back and see, you know, if we've been working together for three months, now I have three months of current, like, here's what's working well for you. Carousels, reels, static posts. Oh, people like photos with your face in them. So let's let's take more of those. Always. You know, what's <laughs> working well for your business? And then you can go back when you're planning that month of content, you can go back and look at content that maybe I didn't even do, I can go back and look and see, you know, what performed well a year ago. Okay, what was like the theme of that? Or what was, you know, was that a really super great caption that had tons of information in it that I can repurpose for a carousel? Yeah. And then I'm just kind of moving it onto, onto their content calendar, putting that up on their Trello, getting, getting everything organized from them visually so that they can just click in see all the graphics, see the photos, see the, the edits that I've made just so that they can really see it all in a snapshot before I post it. I love that. I have come across those clients who don't want to learn a project management tool, but Trello is far <laughs> superior. And then you can duplicate it hard, yeah. shuffle it around if something happens or they decide to right. do an affiliate promotion and you need to just change everything. It's not, it's not too crazy. Right. And then one thing I've always loved doing and had a knack for is listening to what people say and being able to pull out quotes. And I would much rather see my client 
quoting themselves than doing another right. version of Maya Angelou Lover. But, you know, that doesn't like set you apart. And right. so I think that that's really important to be able to go back through the old content. You mentioned YouTube and whatever. You're going to pull like juicy little sound bites out of that that make so much content. <laughs> yes. And that's another thing. I mean, we haven't talked about it, but, you know, if we're just talking about like one platform, you know, Instagram or something, you have like three different ways that you're sharing content on there, right? You have your actual feed posts, you have your reels, you have your stories. You shouldn't be just like making one piece of content that goes on the feed posts and then that's it. Like that piece of content is actually at least three pieces just for that platform. But then you've got Facebook, if you're managing any other platforms for them, mm -hmm. LinkedIn, you should be helping them to either do it themselves if you're not managing that platform or like just repurposing it for them yourself, like using just edit that graphic a little bit so that it can live on those other platforms. It really doesn't take, you know, hours of your time. You're usually just clicking to change the size. <laughs> I mean, that's it. So that's so smart. I've played around with some repurposing tools, repurpose.io. I think captivate.ai is one. Have you tried any of those? You know, I am not the most techie person. So if it's easy to use, yes, I probably will use it. Like I said, most of my clients are on Instagram or Facebook. And right now, at least two of my clients are Instagram only. So I don't necessarily repurpose all of their content for them for yeah. the other platforms. But yes, using just like really easy things. I mean, it's really easy to download a reel and then repost it on TikTok. So I will even like use one of the, the downloaders so that I can download it for them, send it to them. And then if they want to do it on their TikTok, then they can just do it themselves. Oh my God, um, I it's love really that. easy. Yeah. I love that. I played around with some of those tools. I was very frustrated. They wouldn't optimize for the platform. There were so many limitations. Like, let me give you an example. Okay. If you repurposed a TikTok to Pinterest, because you could set up different like paths. Okay. It would post to Pinterest as a video and not an idea pin, which we needed to be an idea pin. Or okay. when you repurpose to YouTube Shorts, it would just... I don't know. It could clip things weird too. It was just, it took way too much like yes. puppet strings for me. I don't know if maybe I wasn't getting it. We're so much faster for me to go to repost, download, upload. <laughs> and I'm like, this, this is now my MO. That's, that's, how, that's how I do it. Maybe <laughs> that's not like the most fancy way, but honestly, I'm not managing those other platforms for my clients either. Okay. So I just wanted to be like, here, you have the content. I don't think you should be recreating the wheel on those platforms either mm -hmm. use the content and canva has pretty good and now videos are different but for yeah. your static posts or your carousel posts whatever graphics canva i mean you can just literally click a button and you're switching it from you know a story to a Facebook post. It's very, very simple. I'm glad you said that. One of the episodes we had in the series earlier was about Canva. It was more about reorganization, but you need to store those different sizes and be smart or it's going to get out of control. But they made it so easy to do that. And I'll even yeah. make like little videos, like some audiograms in there now. Like I don't even need to use headliner for those, but yeah. And it's kind of funny. I have one last Pinterest client that I work with and my last retainer client, I probably will never get rid of her. And I like to just keep my hands in Pinterest. <laughs> and it's so interesting because she has a social media manager. 
My other Pinterest client that I'm no longer with now had, I think she did it, but like, I don't want to pester them for the reels. And so I have apps that we were talking about where I can go in and then just grab it. And I don't want to deal with their Dropbox folders. Like I just hate like trying to figure out what they name things, even though they are systematic. So (laughs) I can just go into her Instagram, snag the video and reshare it in my little like corner, which is the Pinterest corner. Like that's my little thing. Yeah. So I think that's so smart that to see opportunities like that. And I hope they're doing that to YouTube shorts. I should double check because I could upsell my services. But yeah, I think finding creative ways, like talking to other people like you and me and people in our work group can just help us like work so much smarter. I've watched you develop your business, like get booked out with clients. And now you have this new strategy. And do you have an audit service that you do as well? Yeah. So um, I offer as one of my lead magnets to get clients into a smaller package. I offer a social media audit where they can go in and download it. It's a workbook. It's a four-page workbook. And it's just helping them to think through like, who is your audience? What does your audience like from you? What do they want to see more of? How can you know that? Well, you're going to look at your insights. And then also it helps you to kind of do a little audit of yourself. Like, am I spending a ton of time creating content for Facebook? I don't even like doing this. It's not really working. Okay. Maybe my shift needs to change because I think sometimes we just get stuck in doing what we're doing instead of paying attention to like, is this working for me and my business? And is this working for the people that I'm trying to attract into my business? So it's a social media audit. It's like four pages. You can just kind of work through it at your own pace. And then, you know, the offer in there also from my point is that they can either join. I have a group where small business owners can get together twice a month and we go through a coaching call and I help them with content, that kind of thing. Or I can offer them a full like social media strategy to really take that information that they've gathered now. So what do I do with that? How do I really put that together to meet my business goals? Oh, I love that. And that sets you up to work with clients in that capacity. And they've done some of the research and the thinking that they need to do to be ready to work with you. So brilliant, brilliant. Where can we get that social media audit workbook? So you can go to my Instagram. That's where I'm most active. You can go to my Instagram and click the link at the top and you can just DM me there and I will get it to you. Okay. Tell us your Instagram handle while you're here. So you can find me at LV social content. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook and trying to be more active on LinkedIn. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, so you can find a, me there. We had a work group training about LinkedIn and we're all trying to be more active there. It just becomes <laughs> such like a fourth thought for us. Yes. <laughs> like, but yes. I mean, there really are good <laughs> consulting clients. It makes sense for you to be over there too. It's just, yeah, sometimes it's like going up a mountain with that one. Okay. I have a couple like lightning round questions about social media. I would love to ask you. Okay. What's your favorite social media scheduler? So honestly, I just like using the meta scheduler. Like I said, most of my clients are Instagram and Facebook and me too. So I think that's the simplest one to use. It works most of the time and it's just the least complicated, I think, for people who are unfamiliar with social media. Okay, cool, cool. I do that too in my business. Although we just got Metricool and I, because I, I wanted to play with it. Have you played yes. with it? 
Yes, I do like it. And oh, I have used okay. it for myself as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, what's your favorite video editor for Reels? So most of the Reels I do in the Reels app because, you know, I'm not too fancy. My clients aren't too fancy. We don't need a thousand fancy transitions. But if it is a little more complicated or I need to change something else, I like to use CapCut. Like I said, I'm not super techie. So having tools that you don't need to be super techie to use them. CapCut is pretty intuitive and you can use it pretty simply to get started. What's your favorite social media platform to play on? Instagram, for sure. <laughs> Least favorite? Least favorite? I don't use Twitter. I don't want to do Twitter. <laughs> I don't want to. How so, do you feel yeah. about TikTok? I have neutral feelings about TikTok. I personally have not used it for my business. I have gone back and forth about using it. I feel like there was this like wait and see game. Like, are they going to like shut it down? I think if you're on TikTok, like don't jump off it, just stay on it. If you haven't started yet, I don't know if I would encourage you to jump on it right now. Maybe give it like, you know, a couple months and see what happens. Okay. What's the biggest mistake you see people doing on Instagram right now? I think not showing up, right? So I think not showing up, especially like in your stories. I think it's such a, you know, it's not easy to always show up every day and to like think about like, what am I going to talk about? But I think we overthink it, right? Like I have to, I have to say these really specific targeted kind of thing. And so then people just ignore it. And I think if you can be just showing up, like not even every day, if you can just show up a little bit, you're going to see a lot more growth than if you just ignore it. So yeah. Like yesterday, all I did was take a picture of my feet <laughs> and then I put on <laughs> jogging shoes and I was like, go do it, everybody. And I just was not in, I was not in a face day. And you know, right. like, you know, that's cool. What is a, the number one post every freelancer should have pinned on their Instagram account? I think the thing that you have to have post is your services, because I feel like if you don't have that pinned, you know, that's just a really quick way for people to see like, what do you offer and how can I work with you? If you want to have a second one, I think have a second one pinned that shows a little bit about you and about maybe what you offer. So not just you like, oh, hey, I'm a mom, I have kids, but you in relation to your clients. So here's what I've been able to help my clients do. So think about like, what do they want to see from you? What do you want to know from your Pinterest manager or your Instagram manager? What would you want to know that they know how to do? And then talk about that so that they can quickly see, oh, okay, she's like actually an expert in this and maybe I should hire her. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Everyone listening is going to just eat that up. Thank you. What's the real audio currently stuck in your head? I don't know. That's a good question. I have bombastic side eye. <laughs> <laughs> you did just do that one. <laughs> so do, do you log in to, as your clients into their Instagram, like on your phone? I do. Yes. I think that for stories and for reels, it's the easiest way to get like the good stickers and the good polls and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I say, yes, you have to share that with me you know, if you don't trust me enough to do that, then you should not hire me. <laughs> What's your favorite non-business Instagram account that you follow for, for fun or no, for fun? 
Yeah. So I follow a lot of, um, I have a child that's autistic. So I follow a lot of autistic people because I really love seeing like, hey, like you're grown up and this is your perspective on autism and you know kind of how you live your life and what's important to you. So I really enjoy that. It gives me like, I feel like a little bit window into how his mind works as well. So I really love that. Oh, I love that. You're such a good mom too. You're like, you're (laughs) thinking ahead and oh my gosh. Okay. And the last couple of questions I want to ask you before we wrap up is just about your, since you're a work group member, let's talk about the work group and tell us when you joined and what you get out of it. Yeah. So the work group has been really great. I think, Emily, I met you on a Facebook ad where you were offering like a free masterclass on like how to price your services. And I used that right at the beginning of my business and it was super helpful. So thank you. And then I think we connected after that. And I think it was sometime in the time of me saying like, hey, I just need to like learn more and I need to like get more information. And I was always kind of worried, like, did I know enough tech information? And so I think I had contacted you about six months ago and I joined your work group. And I mean, you're right. There are tons of people who need help with social media. And I honestly quickly realized that, you know, I don't have to know all the tech stuff. I don't need to set up their courses for them. There's other people that can do that set up their websites, you know, all of that kind of thing that just really isn't my area of expertise or really what I want to be jumping into. There's tons of people who need just help with their social media, with establishing a presence, with maintaining a presence, with strategy, all of those things are important. So I think no matter what level that you're at, you can probably find a client and you have tons of stuff coming through your work group. I feel like every week you're posting new businesses looking for work. So yeah, I was excited to meet you because your Instagram account was on par and we have a ton of social media clients and not everybody wants to do social. Like a lot, a lot of people don't. And I get that pushback a lot because Unicorn Marketing Assistant School just teach social. I'm like, no, that is a part of the strategy. But then we start connecting it to email and launching and, yeah. and other content marketing. And if, if you choose it, I feel like everyone should try it. You need to learn it for yourself anyway. You need to be able to teach your clients about it and how to like add it into what you're doing. But it's such a mixed bag. So I was excited because I felt like we had way too many social jobs and I needed people like so when you join, <laughs> I was like, thank God. Because I mean, my, my reputation's on the line here. I'm like, if people don't apply for these jobs... Like, it's just, you know, it's a cycle. Yeah. I want people to apply and to look good. And then we get more jobs and more referrals. So thank you. I was thrilled. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I don't I don't use social media a ton for my own personal self, probably mm-hmm. even less now than I did. I think I just love the opportunity that social media offers small businesses. I do organic social media. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. Like, get your name out there. And we all know 2020, if you're not showing up on social media, we don't maybe know that your business exists. So I think it's super important. And I just, I love it. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I think once you let go of the stress of it and you start having fun, I had to go through this process with Instagram. I started from nothing and it's yeah. growing really slow. But I just remember like hating myself that I didn't work on my business while I spent a decade doing everyone else's. And so I started from Instagram with zero and I just felt so yeah. embarrassed and I was a little angry. 
I'll just be real. And I walked away from actually the Kajabi call. It was the Kajabi conference where a lot of shifts happened in me. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun with it. And it's going to happen. And I'm yes. going to ignore all the people who DM me and tell me my engagement sucks. And they want me to hire them. And I'm just going to have fun. And that has been the biggest difference. And it, it's a source of joy. And if it's not, I can shut it down or take a break. And I'm going to have a little break in May, like planned. But it doesn't have to be this source of like, I don't know, like hate using or I don't know, <laughs> comparison or all those little like rabbit holes we go down. There, there is so much. There's so much out there that's a little bit or a lot toxic. And you just yeah. don't have to to get involved in that. You just mm-hmm. really don't. It's it, You don't have to compare yourself to other people. And yeah. I think you do a great job of being fun. And like, I want to watch your content. It's super entertaining. So <laughs> Sometimes I'm having too much fun. I need to put it down. I need to get real work done. <laughs> I'll just be real. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this has been so fun. Everyone go grab her audit workbook so you can apply this knowledge to yourself. If you don't do social, Linda's full, but you know, maybe get on her wait list or whatever. But the strategy can help, right? Get a strategy session. Uh, Some of us, like I said, start off just posting and not ready to take on the strategy. So maybe Linda could set that and you could be the implementer of that strategy too. That's like an idea as well. So thanks for joining us, Linda. We'll see you over on Instagram. Yeah, thank you. Oh, that was so fun. I just love that conversation with Linda and all of her tips and that lightning round. Learning what's working with other people is so magical when you can talk about tools, when you can talk about client situations and organizational systems, and also what's actually working and what we all price and charge with our packages. If you want more of this conversation, join us in the Digital Marketers Workgroup. You can apply now. The enrollment will open again soon. I'm not 100% certain when, but get your application in and we'll send you an email when that enrollment cycle is opening and you can join us. You can network with Linda. You can pick up some of these social media clients that we're talking about and you can continue to learn and eat up the marketing because at the core of your soul, you're a marketing nerd and you love this stuff and you love getting giving your best work and your best brain to your clients. If you love this episode, be sure to tag Linda and I in a story. Linda's at LV Social Content. We would love to hear from you. And please tell a friend, somebody who has been wanting to work from home, wants to leave her nine to five, is looking for more freedom and flexibility, and would make a great self-starter entrepreneur and service provider. Send her this episode so she can learn about the world. Most of us were already playing on social. What if we did it for extra cash? Is how most of us started. In the next episode, we're going to be diving into Reels, Instagram Reels and short form video. It's going to be a really good one. I'll see you then. If you want to start earning income as a digital marketing service provider or digital marketing assistant, you only need your laptop. You can tap into what online business owners really need help with by downloading my top 10 most requested tasks. These are the services I did for years for my clients behind the scenes. You can take this download and apply it to your own business and start by offering these very same services. If you want to niche down in digital marketing, this is your guide. Just use the link in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash services. Is this your first podcast? Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh my God. (laughs)
<laughs> Why am I nervous now? <laughs> I don't know. Am I making you nervous? I'm no. really sorry. So I do have one because I just used it for a client yesterday, but I'm not going to like imitate the sound. So <laughs> I can't share. I don't know what it's called. Oh my I gosh. Look, should Is I look it noise? up? Is it a like a, a song? He just like does like bum bum. I don't even know. I'm not not a singer I'm not here. musical either. Well, I, I can't help you with this okay. question. This is not good. It's okay. It's okay. You. <laughs> it's oh, too no, early in the day. Thing. That's. I don't know. I don't know. Thanks for having us. So much fun. So, uh, how do I want to end this? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward.